0: My name is uh, My name is uh, My name is uh, My name is uh, My name is, uh, my name is, uh, my
1: name is uh, All right everybody, it's uh, Minifandom. I'm Menes and uh, yes, I'm joined by my old Gathering of the Goats co-host. There's been a smoking of the peace pipe, so to speak. Visionless Dave, welcome back to Minifandom after a, a long absence uh it's good to be back is it doesn't peace
2: times just feel good there's something special about peace you know uh feels good to be back
1: yeah so um yeah you know thanks everybody you know listening it's going to a lot to get through it's going to be a huge minute fandom as always the show has been absolutely on fire lately uh we've got show stuff we've got listener questions we've got what have you been watching um just so much to get into but we'll start with uh, tcb taking care of business um look yeah great response to the last show we had montante joe and danny on um yeah one of the best shows in a while um why are you so mean to dan yeah why are you so mean to danny he's a he's a lovely guy but he's you know very boring um you know he's very very boring and (laughs) i don't don't know yeah
2: you're aggressively mean to him like you know sometimes i thought I hear your criticisms, but I thought on that show specifically he was making a few good points, and then you know you were very snappy with him.
1: Yeah, I know. I think it's because it takes him so long to get to a point that's frustrating. Um, mm-hmm. But but I don't know if you heard after he recorded on Minifandom, he then went on with Montante, and they recorded for like another three hours, and that was mm-hmm. even more boring. It was like politics, and I mean, it was Republican and Democrat shit. It was just god awful.
2: Yeah, I didn't have the pleasure of listening to that. I heard, you know, your episode and I didn't walk away from that episode thinking I needed three more hours of Montante and Danny, uh, respectfully. So I did skip out on that one.
1: Yeah, nice. And um, look, look, I just want to explain to the listeners, I touched on it last time, how your reappearance on the show came about. Um, you know, I sort of went on your big dog show a couple of weeks ago. Is that what, what it's called? And You know what it's called. The Big Dog Show, and uh, we, 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 you know, we worked through some issues, and I, you know, I came to, a, you know, came to a spot where I think, um, you know, we don't have to be great mates to do a show together. I mean, you know, you look at, you, know yeah, we just, that's, it's a good place to be. We can still record, you know, make great uh, content for the minifam world. Sometimes doesn't mean we have to be best friends.
2: Yeah, I mean, we don't need to put labels on anything. You know, I'm yes. just living free right now. Good. Uh, and,
1: um, and last time, one of the reasons though I haven't had you on is last time I reached out to you, this was a few months ago. You said, you'd kind of stopped listening to KMS. You said you, your routine had changed and you had less listening time and therefore you weren't listening to the show. You might get little bits and pieces, but that was about it. Um, mm-hmm. so obviously where are you now with the main show?
2: Uh, I've been listening the last couple of weeks ever since, um, I listened to the Montante one. And I think was the Big Steve one right before that? Was it the same week? Do I have that right in my head? I
1: can't remember, but I think it was.
2: I think it was. So I've listened to those and I kept listening through. I like this element now of having more just random Minifans in, uh, even for the episodes where they're not on. Like, I enjoy the lead up to it. Um, I'm excited, you know, if he can stay alive up until it. I'm I'm excited to see Trent go in the studio. I have high hopes (laughs) for that. <laughs> um, but you can't count your eggs before they hatch with that one. Um, but I'm hoping that happens, that would be good to see.
1: So, you like this current, you know, blind mic two days a week and then just a random, yeah, you know, it seems like you know, I mean, Cullinane's going for the, the really safe bets, every safe picks, you know, there, mm-hmm. but it's good. I mean, Julie, Nolan, Shane, Joe, uh, Montante, they've all they all bring something.
2: Um. Did you believe what I saw after Joe went on? There were some people saying that he was a great episode because you could tell he didn't. He wasn't looking for a job. Do you believe that to be true, or do you think deep down inside of him somewhere he was hoping, hey, maybe this goes so well that I start coming in all the time? And then he did later reveal, I think, that he went to broadcasting school and all this stuff. So he obviously it's not just like oh, I'm a random uh, insurance salesman. I just wanted to try this for fun. He He's obviously had some dreams about it.
1: Yeah, I mean, he, you know, that was a minifandom Fandom exclusive. I got him to reveal... Um, mm-hmm. the- um that he went to broadcast school, and I think he still does a, a sports talk show once a week so you're spot on you know look I would say there's there's some I mean I alluded to it there's some kind of deal between Carl and Joe I mean they're clearly cousins mm-hmm. or something or they've got a relationship through Carl's other work and you know there's a, there's a deal changing hands here of course you know Joe's not going to say that is he he's not dumb he's not going to say oh yeah you know, I'm I'm hoping this leads to something. He's probably a bit smarter than that, playing it cool. So, um, yeah, I wouldn't be surprised. You know, points off Carl's mortgage. Um, just a straight free cash pizza. deal. Yep, straight cash deal. You're right, free pizza. I mean, Carl's famously said he has pizza pretty much every night for dinner. So, if exactly. you're offering him free pizza, you're basically meet saying he doesn't have to pay for food ever again.
2: Yeah, pretty much. Yeah, that. My thoughts exactly. There's there's something going on there. Uh, someone should look into it. I'm sure it'll
1: come jo- out. Yeah, Joe's a super nice guy, though. I've got to say, mm-hmm. uh, Joe's been really nice. Trent's nice. Um, Shane's nice. The Anal Fisher guy. Like, you know, we're mm-hmm. meeting some good Minifans, fans. And I think you and I said on Gathering of the Go- Goats a long time ago that, you know, that's something they should be doing, just getting random Minifans fans in. Uh, because even if they're not good, you make fun of how bad they are.
2: Yeah, I mean, eventually, Kirk, you know, he runs out of options and he has to start listening to us. And look, you know, the show's, the show's better than ever, am I right?
1: It is better than ever. Um, maybe not the last week's shows, but generally it is. Yeah.
2: Um, you were a little so, upset with that, huh? You think they were mailing it in? No.
1: I mean, no. I, I've sort of come to a better place. I'm sort of now looking at the week in totality um, and not just the shows. Like, I think it was an amazing week for Kirk. I mean, he's gone on to become Mr. Bartholomew. I mean, he's he's, you know, scored a lot of touchdowns during the week. And although I don't think the actual shows themselves were that good, I think the payoff with the shows to come will be good. So... Um, you know, they were under extreme duress, you know, recording in any little corner they could find. And, you know, at one stage in Carl's hotel room. I mean, how could Kirk be expected to do a decent show knowing Carl had, you know, masturbated in there?
2: Yeah. And uh, I don't know, what did you think about the sound on that show? Was it Thursday with Big yeah, I think Cat?
1: It... Yeah. Well, that was the final one of the week. So, well, Carl blamed the guy who was setting up for them. Like I think they went into Big Cat's part in my take studio at the last minute. It sounded like there was a mic not connected or um, something wasn't good. Look, uh, I don't want to... I don't want to really shred color name for that because when you're on the road, those things can happen, you know, audio issues crop up, you know, maybe in post-production I could have done a bit more to level it out with some of the the tools I use to get the level between Kirk and the others. But in the end it was still listenable. You know, it was, it sort of met a minimum standard of, you know, you could still hear everything. Just um, I, I would have probably sort of put more of a leveler on it and compressed it a bit more but that's just that's just guru industry speak sorry yeah
2: yeah 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 i think you could have done a better job too i mean if you're the producer though the sound at the end of the day it's on you and you, you know there's some you can sound check you can test things you know i think he was just a little laissez-faire maybe a little too willing to pass off the responsibility oh yeah someone else would do it i mean he should be overseeing everything honestly yeah but
1: but, but, yeah but sometimes though like you you know you're in a rush there's people around they're saying all right we've got to start now we're going to be out this time you know you check something and then you know someone then steps on a cable or pulls something when you've checked it um so Mm. you know i'm going to give Carl, you know a pass on this one you know as, as much as it's pains me to say, I'm just gonna let it ride. I wish it could have been bad
2: sound for the, uh, it might've been the show before that where the first 30 minutes was Jeff D. Lowe. I mean, that was the most boring 30 minutes <laughs> I've heard in quite a long time. I mean, that was really bad.
1: Well, I thought that that was pretty bad. I thought the Frankie and Trent show was pretty bad as well. That first one. Um, like I d I don't know who Frankie and Trent are. So he just they just yell and call these people over. I had no idea, you know, who they were. I got I got used, to, you know, jumped on Twitter, but in the end I just thought, Average show, you're right. Jeff Dillo, average show. Um, and it was so and it was so desperate hearing Kirk, like, you know, trying to beg, like, oh Frankie and Trent, come over. Like, you know, that that's what it's like being stuck with Cull. You know, you end up sort of waving over the first person that walks past. Um so yeah, I, I, I just think, you know, blind Mike stocks again, have just gone up. I mean, th- I'm sorry, but the show is Kirk and Mike and then you've got your sort of Minifan craziness one day a week without Mike there. It's not the Kirk Minahan show.
2: He definitely has to shoulder a lot more responsibility on air wise when he at least doesn't have someone to bounce stuff off. Cause I mean, Cullinane, What the one thing I got from taking a break from listening is I think he's getting dumber. Like sometimes Kirk's trying to talk to him like about, you know, the, the car, the new car and the, uh, the accident and how are they related. It's like you're talking to, a, to someone who has no idea what's going on at any time in their life.
1: Yeah, well, I think Kirk, maybe with Whitney, or a couple of times Kirk's alluded to it, that you just actually can't really have a proper conversation with Dave because he's, he oh, you know, Dave blurt something out. And then, you know, Kirk says one thing, and he goes, oh, yeah, yeah, yeah right, and right. And then he'll contradict himself, you know, a minute later. And, you know, just it's not a productive sort of argument or, or back and forth. And Kirk sort of, I think, realised that that's not Carl's role. Carl's roles be a producer, make fun of him. He says dumb shit, but... It's never going to be. And if you go back, Kirk has said it. I think Whitney was trying to argue with Cullinane, and Kirk said to Whitney, "Oh, you just you just can't like you. you, yeah. just, you just can't do it with him." Um, yeah. that's interesting though. Um, but just you know, Kirk's become the new Mister Barstall. Like Dave Portnoy, you know, he's jetted off to Miami or wherever he lives now. Um, you know, he's he's on a different plane now you know hobnobbing with the rich and famous and kirk is the new mr bastle do you think it lasts i think so uh, that, i mean if he he seems to even sort of every this, every time he does a bastle thing now he seems to make more friends and um, mm-hmm. his tentacles are sort of reaching out more so i think You know, I I think it does last, and I don't think he'll want to retire in twenty twenty four. I think Barstall realizes they need an antagonist like him in the mix. You know, because there's a lot of there's a lot of sort of B plus talent at Barstall, and 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 then but there's not a lot of like A plus talent. Like you know, there's Big Cat, there's Kirk, uh, there's a few of the big dogs, KFC Portnoy. Thank Um, you for
2: that reference. What you said, big dogs? Did I? Not big cats? No, you said there's a few of the big dogs like KFC, you know? (laughs) Oh, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah. You get the connection. I feel like I'm talking to Cullinane. Um, But, yeah, I think Kirk, uh, I mean, a lot of people dating back to the (laughs) beginning of the show have always said, you know, more interaction with Barstool would be good. And I think we're seeing the evidence of that now. It is interesting to see him kind of cross paths with people. Um, I thought he was very good on the Barstool Live. I don't know if you watched it with Big Cat and Portnoy when the headsets kept going out. Yeah, like, yeah that was very funny. Like, I was laughing out loud uh, when the mics kept not working. I think he's anytime he's with Dave is is really good. Um, And then having Big Cat there, too, to kind of, like, steer things. Big Cat's a little bit of a try-hard, like, trying to prove I listen to KMS, you know, kind of to me he, he it's a nice gesture it's a genuine thing but I think he like goes a little out of his way you know in a way that strikes me as a little weird just to be like oh yeah you know make a reference I, it's all in good nature I'm just kind of being a dick about it but I, I noticed that do you think he's a bit fake not fake because but he like he's that's he's a performer he knows what to do how to he's not a people pleaser but he's a good at you know he's a likable guy and I think that's how he is so likable is because he does pay attention to everyone's stuff, you know, which Kirk does too, except Kirk goes the opposite route. He never admits that he knows what's going on with like, you know, people's content and stuff when I think he listens to a lot more of everything than he lets on. Um, but I'd say Big Cat kind of goes the opposite way where he's really forcing it. But like, that, is, that is me being heavily critical. I've always kind of had a weird critical thing of big cat with kms i used to think his calls went on too long when he used to call but it's probably a personal thing
1: mm, well, interesting yeah. everyone loves big cat
2: i like Except him too you. no i like big cat a lot
1: i like him do you a lot. listen to part of my take
2: during football season i'll listen to it i don't listen to every interview you know if the person's not interesting and i don't see other I have a couple other people who are kind of in the same boat as me and they'll let me know like, Oh, this was a good interview. It's worth listening to. So, um, but in football season, yeah, I'm listening to like probably 80% of
1: it. Interesting. Okay. Um, Like, So just sort of going through the week for Kirk, you know, he won the mini golf tournament. Uh, I didn't watch it all. I mean, I think they did the whole thing live. It was like three or four hours. I'm I'm not going to sit through that. Uh, I didn't watch a second of the mini golf. I just saw the clips on Twitter. Yeah, I just saw the clips on Twitter and did some of the Instagram stuff. Uh, It looked fine. I'm really glad Kirk won. And, uh, like, I don't know if I've... I mean, Kirk was very happy after the Wilbur. This was on the same. Like, you get these glimpses of when he really... He's just genuinely thrilled. And uh, he he was really happy to win that tournament.
2: Yeah, he was. And um, I think, uh, as alluded to by... Kevin or or big cat or somebody like it definitely helped him be a lot more social for the rest of the week like I doubt we get as much of that later in the week content if he doesn't win that because you know when you win, you want to go peacock and it's good
1: it's a good feeling to be a winner amongst losers. (laughs) And then he hosted the dozen. I saw a lot of stuff on Twitter. There was some controversy about some alleged cheating from someone. I'm sure we'll hear more of that next week. Uh, I I think think it got confirmed. I think he
2: admitted it. Really? Roan. I don't watch the yak, but I saw I saw the unless it was
1: a clickbait title. um, I think it said Roan admits to cheating. One thing I did see was like you could see Dan and he said it and Kirk. They were just exhausted by then. I mean, they, they, you know, they'd been cooked. It was a big week for the old fellas. You know, it's hard to keep up with all those mid-20s, I know. Um, and there was I like the stories of that big dinner. Like, um, you know, they, fascinating. Uh just, you know, you'd love to be a fly on the wall and just, you know, because so many egos at that table, like uh, yeah, would have been fascinating.
2: Uh, what do you think about the whole people leaving before the check incident and then also the twenty dollar bill incident
1: oh the people leaving before the check i'm with portnoy that's a 10-year suspension if you go to a a restaurant that's serving you know two hundred dollar steaks and it's a you know what say nine thousand dollar bill i think somewhere around there you wait you wait until Portnoy pays that bill before you get up. That is just absolutely non-negotiable. And I feel bad if I go out with my mum and she wants to pay the bill. I, you know, I feel bad mm-hmm. leaving before the bill's done. So, um, and that's your mum. So you cannot, I mean, that was just, I'm with Portnoy. Just excommunicate them. The whole $20 note thing, you know, Brandon went on, I think first time and said it was his wife. And then I think he realised he didn't want to put his wife in the firing line. So he took the bullet and, um, and if look, if it's his wife and she's just being sweet, just leaving you know twenty dollars for the guy that filled up the water glass, uh, that's wild too. But yeah, it's insane. It's it's
2: absolutely insane. Um, yeah, I think you can never leave before the bill, especially if if you're not even like everyone knew who was gonna pay. You can kind of offer to pay, but even that is or like pay the tip. It's gonna be an empty offer. You know that Noise is gonna pay for it um they were probably ubering there but a move you can do is especially if you're a cash guy like i am is you pay for the valet you know keep cash uh that's a good move but you never leave before the bill never
1: never leave before no. the bill. so um massive massive loss for those guys I'm not, I'm not surprised they've been banned it's a good idea um well i just wanted to oh, we'll get into that in a minute actually i want to ask you something about the Minifans, fans but um and then, I mean, you sent me some audio about Cullinane you wanted to talk about, that um, he it's something he's talking about buying a car for his wife, something what annoyed you about that? I mean, I was just
2: fascinated at how he wasn't able to have a conversation. Like he brings up uh, the new car and then Kirk, we don't even have to play the audio, but I, I just, I don't know, maybe it was just me. That didn't strike you as crazy. But he brings up that he bought the new car Kirk is like, did you buy the car because the other one got an accident? He's like, no. And then so Kirk's like, well, well, then why did you bring this, bring up the crash? And he's like, I didn't, you did. It's, what do you, I just felt like I had to rewind it and listen to it like twice to make sure I wasn't the idiot. But I don't know. That's like I was saying earlier. I think he's getting dumber. And oh, yeah, that, just think I that, that's right. Thinking of having someone like that <clears throat> as the producer of the case, it's a serious red flag. A serious yeah, he started.
1: By. He started bringing up the. Yeah, I mean, well, what, what, you know, what do you think about the way the case? um You're gonna silence your phone. I mean, that is.
2: Oh my what god. Is, oh my god. Oh my god. What is that? Uh, I'm on. That is on. incredibly unprofessional.
1: No, it's my. I'm on do not disturb. I, I don't know what happened. Um, someone must really they got want disturbed. Me. Yeah. Um. Yeah. What do you think about the way the case? Um. Oh no! Just with the Carl thing, he goes something like stupid, like, "Oh, um, I bought her a new car, and because it was the other one was written off." And then um, Kirk asked a question like about the accident, and he goes, "Why do you bring up the accident?" He said, "Well, you brought it up," and it was just like, "Yeah, yeah, he, yeah. no, you definitely need Mike there, you definitely need a Minifan fan there." I, mean, I, I would say, you know, the Carl and Kirk shows are as bad as when it was Kirk and Steve, and he um, checked out that last few months where Kirk. Steve was just reading, like, conservative articles while sitting in the booth. Um, You know, those two are as bad as that. I mean, Blind Mike is in, he's, like, crucial to that show because he drives the humour. Like, he and Kirk can just bounce off each other. He knows everything. Uh, He's not sensitive. Uh, Next time Kirk goes on the road, he has to take Mike with him. Just stump up the business class, you know, fly Alba there with him on business class. Just make it happen. Get a minder, a guide.
2: Yeah, just leave Dave and just bring Mike and use, you know, like a bar a, one of the bar stool, just random producers, you know. Exactly. That's, that's probably what I would
1: do. Yeah, I mean, unfortunately, I know Michael spent a lot of time like in his room eating almonds, but he's needed. Just get, him, get wheel him out for, you know, the shows, and he can go back to his room and podcast he, with Carl. he
2: probably would have got an invite to that Burt Kreischer show and been in the uh, green room for that you know could uh, make some connections for um his what's the po- who are the um no the comedy podcast Reed, yeah, who are these um, socials that's the new name for it
1: I think so yeah interesting
2: yes for that
1: you know. I haven't listened. Um, Yeah, Kirk, you mentioned the act. Kirk was on the act. That wasn't too bad, but he was bumped from foreplay. Did you see that? He was supposed to go on. I mean, that is, if the ultimate drip rigs bumps you, that that is fucking you, insulting. I like
2: rigs. You not like rigs?
1: No, he's he's a nice guy, but he's boring. Like he's he's just fucking so goddamn boring. I think that's
2: like the number one requirement for being a golf guy so you just have to be like boring and not mm. let your personality get in the way of the uh, the pageantry
1: yeah um what about um the case So we almost went there i'm all over the place today i had a big day yesterday um what about the case what was your big day Oh, no, I was just the quicker commentating for like seven hours and then okay. doing some more podcasts last night. And it's 11 a.m. on Sunday morning, so I'm still drinking my coffee. Okay. Um, yeah. Well, it doesn't it sound like day. that
2: hard of a day, but.
1: Well, talking, talk, anyway, it wasn't like a hard day. It was just a big day. <laughs> I didn't say it was like, you know, slaving away.
2: <laughs> uh, uh, the case, I think, um yeah, I mean, I did, I fell off a bit. I gave it a shot. I think he's got to really get away from the... He has some aversion to doing cases that have already concluded, which I kind of understand, but there's so many cases out there. Like You can find interesting ones and tell a story, even if the case is solved and you have a different idea of what happened or something. But the, the developing cases, it's just too hard. Obviously, Cullinane was in way over his head um but kirk should have known that going in i think season 3 he has teased, right that not everyone is going to be like about serious murders or something so colony might be better at a more lighthearted one maybe mix that in um but yeah i i was not a big fan of the case season i do two. think
1: i i've said it a lot he should get someone else in for the case that that you know find someone that's kind of semi-experienced in that kind of work and, and get them to work along, alongside Kirk because they will see it as an opportunity to get a platform with Barstool and Kirk will get someone who can actually help him not kind of drag things down. And, or
2: uh, you pick a case in Maine and you just team up with Steve and make it a Maine Wire, Barstool Sports, Kirk yeah. Minahan, uh dual project.
1: Yeah. Well, what did you think of um, any other show stuff you want to talk about? Um, any burning issues on the show? I mean, you know, any thoughts on those um, wacky people that came in? Like any, any standout, any favourites? I
2: I really, I didn't listen to the Shane one. Um, but Joe, I even like having a guy like Joe in, I thought he was good. I thought he was better on your show. Um, but he was pretty good in KMS. I mean, he was interesting. I liked him. I don't know. It's just good to have people that you don't really know much about. I thought Montante was good too when he was on the show. He's Um, in the VD
1: coaching tree, isn't he?
2: Yes, absolutely. VD slash VA. We discovered Montante plucked him out of obscurity and have been developing him into a nice, nice talent. He is, I mean, Montante stock in the last six months has gone through the roof.
1: It's incredible. I mean, he's been producing Jerry Callahan's show. He's on Kirk's show. You know, he's got um Bradley Stein reaching out to make deals with him. I mean, yeah. This is a guy that, you know, there's audio out there that could have him cancelled for life. Um so. I don't agree with that. I don't agree with that. Um I, hopefully he scrubbed some of it. I don't know if he knows
2: how to scrub. Um, but yeah, I, I think He doesn't um, know how to shave, that's for sure. Yeah um he doesn't know how to grow hair on his head either you know Um,
1: all right well i want to get into the minifan world then we've got the listener questions and then we've got um a tribute to red's parents segment uh but with the minifan world now jumped on this wild stream last week and ba was on there and he was you know probably you know deep into a bag um you know he probably smashed a few bottles or something and it was you know, really late Canada time. And, you know, he starts with all this stuff about the KMS network and how he's still upset about his ban and the show should be on, should be shows on 24 hours a day. I mean, it was, you know, it was really, and I talked about this on the last minute of fandom that, I mean, it revealed this sort of wounded soul, you know, like all these tough guys on Twitter, like BA and all the others, they're actually just hurt because Kirk hasn't embraced them.
2: Um, I see your theory. I don't agree with your theory. I think, uh, yeah, BA, I usually wake up the next morning after that and have like 27 DMs of like, you know, outlines of what everything that we're going to do and ideas. He's an ideas guy. And when he goes into the lab, uh, he comes out with a lot of ideas. So <laughs> that's really how, not a lot of them get executed on every now and then he comes out with a few valid points. But yeah, I mean, got to take it for what it is it's just ba venting his uh letting his brain work you know it's like riding a peloton for your brain
1: yep um we, we mentioned trent before speaking of the minifan world and kirk um suggested to trent that he just maybe gets off twitter and relaxes for a while and do you think there's any chance kirk like i mean trent messes up and doesn't go in there? If, you know, does he go one step too far with something or, or do you think like Kirk and Carla too nice and they'll, they'll pity him?
2: Um, I think they'll pity him because he, you know, Trent's an interesting cat. I like Trent. I did have a red flag when Trent came on the big dog show with Jay and was able to just clearly communicate with Jay right away. And you shouldn't, really? be able, shouldn't be able to understand Jay. You should be really confused by him and like, what, who mm. is, what's this guy? T- and they just write off, they kind of hit it off. So I was like, that's a little bit of a red flag. Um, but I think Kurt tends to like those guys, even Jay. I mean, he doesn't like Jay, but he doesn't hang up on him right away when he calls. He knows his voice. He knows that he's just like a, a fucking lunatic. And I don't think Trent's that far off from that level of crazy. I think he's a nice guy. He's very innocent. Um It's tough to see him get mixed up in the, uh, on Twitter. I think he, he, maybe he should just relax on Twitter, but you know, I tried to give him some advice. I told him what would happen if he didn't take my advice. He thanked me and he proceeded to not take my advice. And then like, you know, four (laughs) hours later, he was just like sending some crazy tweets out, but you know, sometimes you got to let the dog or let the kid touch the hot stove to learn that it's hot, you know?
1: Yeah. Um, well yeah, I was on that big dog show and I, I left as soon as Jay came in. I mean, it just it just grinds it to a halt. It's like a car crash. I mean, he's just insufferable. That poor kid. It's, it's
2: what I do when I want to end the show. You know, I just bring Jay on and then usually no one could last more than another twenty minutes or so. And yeah. so it just brings a nice end of the show.
1: Yeah. It it brings everyone down. You bring him up, you bring him down. Yeah, exactly. Speaking of bringing down, um, you know, David from Hulls in a tough spot at the moment. I don't know if you've you've heard, but or seen, but he's waving his arms around a lot on Twitter. He's, you know, he's feeling, I think, pretty dejected since. I mean, because he's quit all his podcasts and all his podcasts have ended. I think he's sort of he's missing having a you know doing something. He's sort of I don't know desperate for some attention.
2: No, what. It- I see your argument, but what Daver's issue is, is that he's addicted to breaking up podcasts and he just currently doesn't have one to break up. So he, I've heard him as a guest spot on a few shows and instantly on his, basically the 2.0 version of his show um, with Phil Efrod, kind of a similar premise, little less interviews, but uh, he went on as a guest and he's he's on there and he's like, so you guys, you're really enjoying this, huh? Like, you know, just trying to to so division in their ranks. And that's really what he's missing is having a podcast so that he can break it up. <laughs>
1: <laughs> he needs to be, well, he just needs to start and stop another podcast. I mean, exactly. he should be doing that constantly. Like every month, just start one, do an episode, spend two weeks telling everyone why he stopped it and then do it again.
2: It's the VD method. I, I, I'm on like my eighth show yeah big dog yeah. show but, is my longest but yours is a,
1: show though by far yeah, well that's because you've you know don't have any co-hosts um i mean that's i guess fair. you know how, how have you been going because you know my my i sort of said you know i think you have this thing where you can just snap and I, I say a dark side but look maybe not quite a dark side but you where you just you, you something annoys you and it's just like you know it's like dr jekyll and mr hyde stuff um you know, are you in a good spot now? Is that sort of, because my thing is, you know, it's a risk reward thing. Like, is the reward worth the risk? Mm-hmm. I understand. Uh, yeah. I'm in a pretty good spot right now. Um,
2: just, you know, seeking further enlightenment always, every day. I send you mm-hmm. my little um, daily affirmations, yeah. which I, I know you love and and we're happy mm-hmm. to receive, right? They didn't scare you oh, at thrilled.
1: all. Thrilled. No, not scary <laughs> at all. Um,
2: What's wrong with the daily affirmation?
1: Well, at least it's not some God thing. So they're getting better. Um, well, I mean, look, we, we're all trying to be better people. Um, so that's not, I mean, cause when I brought this up on your show, big dog show, I mean, you mm-hmm. know, Dave and Montante and whoever else was there could like, they were like, yes, we can see where you're coming from. Like there's, there's that fear about you that if you get on your back wrong side, you know, it's, it's, you know, you don't want to be in your crosshairs.
2: Yeah. So, you know, I, that's a fair point And I'm sorry that I'm, you know, so vicious, but I'm just, I'm just I'm built different, you know, but I, I, when I'm wrong, I apologize eventually. Like I, I, I to Montante uh, when I was upset with him. I've never been mad at Dave or like that. Um, but yeah, I can understand why you wouldn't want to be on my bad side.
1: Uh, speaking of bad people. Um, what about, can you explain to me what's going Jeff on? Jeff D. Lowe. Boring people. Oh. Um, what what's going on with Steve Robinson at main wire versus some school? Like I saw footage of, you know, thousands of kids protesting in Maine about the main wires journalism, you know, a mass walkout, you know, thousands of kids missing out on education. I mean, do you know what's going on?
2: I don't, but I, you know, he's got himself in a bit of a controversy and that's exactly where you want to be. Uh, if you're a journalist, you know, uh in the mud stirring up the nest that's what Steve always wanted to do um we know how much he hates teachers so he's probably just living his dream right now I don't know the core of the issue though.
1: okay fair enough well that's no good I thought being a robber fan you'd be on top of all this stuff I mean he needs people like you in his corner now more than ever I did tweet I stand with Steve okay well, but you tweeted that having no idea what you're standing for pretty much yeah okay well, yeah, great. Uh, where are you on the whole Shattics, um saga? It's,
2: it always made me uncomfortable. I haven't watched any of it. I watched a 30 second clip on the big dark show. That's it. It just makes me very uncomfortable.
1: Yeah. I mean, obviously the show that they did afterwards making fun of him was an all time classic and even big cat. Mm-hmm. When one of um, the shows said to Kirk, you know, that was a great episode. So, you know, that will, Make Shattuck feel justified in doing it. Um, I've been listening and sort of dipped in a bit in the last week, and it, it's kind of got uncomfortable for me now. Um, and I, I, I think what Tom should do is, and Alice as well, they should just put Burn Bar- barrel aside for two weeks and just take a time out and have a bit of a break and then come back with a new, you know, maybe fresher. What I don't like about it is, I don't like the fact that, you know, I think. Tom thinks it's some entertaining act to to bring all this stuff on air. And that would be fine if Alice was in on it too. If Alice said, okay, we'll go through all this stuff on air, that would be fine to listen to. It would be, um, you know, that would be compelling to hear them talking about their problems, but she doesn't want to talk about it. So it's just him saying sort of, you know, veiled references. You've got the kids in the background uh, and and the whole thing's just a bit icky now. And I, I think, you know, Tom should just take a breather. He's got it wrong. Just concentrate on their relationship for a couple of weeks, and then come back. Alice could probably keep going because she's happy to talk about topics. But it's now got to the point where it just feels a bit sad.
2: Yeah, I mean, if he had real friends in his life, I think they mm-hmm. they need to get him. He should be institutionalized. You know, go somewhere for thirty days. Yeah, get 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 a uh, get a little service on the old brain. Get a check. Your rehab. Up. Yeah, like drinks we'll just, a lot. You know, yeah, why not? It couldn't hurt. um You know, go do some group therapy. Go, you know, write a journal. Come back better than ever.
1: Yeah, and, and look, as I said, if Alice was like, let's just argue. Uh, you know, if Alice and Tom were both on the same page, let let's make Burn Barrel a show about our marriage as well then that would be fine you could argue on stuff on Anna you know you can say whether that's that would be entertaining whether it Mm. might be uncomfortable listening but it would still be you know entertaining to hear to you know there's all Esther Perel has a whole podcast on just to marriage counseling so yeah yeah anyway so I'm off the Shaddix I've stopped listening to Burn Barrel I like both of them very much I told Thomas I said just take a break for two weeks just just put the mic down do his show in Connecticut clear his head, come back. Um, Mm -hmm. All right. Now I want to talk about listener questions. Anything else? Sorry from the minute fan world. You want to bring up any controversies? Um,
2: Did you think my, uh, the Jeff D. Lowe tweet was that bad?
1: Oh yes. Good point. Okay. So for context, um, Jeff D. Lowe tweeted something about a, a year since his, um, father passed away and then you and BA made some very mild jokes to him like oh here we go again you didn't uh, I mean that was complete horseshit from Jeff Lowe there was not like that if you're going to tweet that stuff out you have to expect some mild jokes like that it wasn't like you know it was nothing serious
2: I I I honestly I like Jeff Lowe I mean I thought he I've heard him kind of joke about the dad thing I I uh but if he, I mean, I thought he was more self-aware that he is like, I mean, I went I went back and counted the dead dad tweets in the first year and I stopped counting like in the, like 27 or something. So it's like, they're very frequent. I thought, you know, I was just like, oh, you know, it's Father's no. Day. It's the Browns game. It's this show reminds me of dad. I'm watching golf. It's just a lot. And bullshit, look, look yeah. I, I understand he... He's got a lot of issues, so I'm not even, like, mad at him. He's probably going through it, but, I mean, that's probably a sign that he should be getting some kind of help or something. And also, I think if you have true friends in your life, they take you aside, even not, like, after those tweets, but and just be like, you know, you are posting the dad stuff a lot. You know, maybe keep a journal. You know, it's just, like, it's a lot. Just because we we shouldn't just let people act crazy without, you know, letting them know they're crazy because he probably has no idea how most, how I at least think most people perceive it when it's just so frequent.
1: He He's carrying on like he's the first person dad to, to have their dad die. I mean, mm-hmm. you know, I know it's tough. I've been through it. Uh, Kirk's been through it. Thankfully you haven't been through it, but I mean, it, I get it. But if you, and I don't even mind the tweets, if you want to do that, if you want to overshare, Mm -hmm. go for it, brother but you might get some people make fun of you that's what happens when you share stuff in the public domain you're not always going to give an overwhelming positive response and um you know what you and ba did wasn't even nearly as vicious as some people could be
2: yeah that's what i it wasn't like i was like you know no one cares you know fuck your dead dad fuck your dumb dad or whatever it was just like here we go here comes a whole bunch of posts again and and then I think B.A. made a joke about the, the G.V.E. March Madness clout bracket, which I don't know, sent him over the edge. But to me, it's just a, it's also a clout move to then post that. And, you know, so you were on the other end of it of it with me with Jared Carabas, which I think was it was still unjustified. But I mean, we were trying to be mean to him, uh, Jared Carabas at the time in a joking way. But like they were mm. mean jokes. I've now been on the receiving end of the, uh, the Joyce Taylor attack, the Jared Carabas attack, and the Jeff Lowe attack. And I got to say, the Jeff Lowe fans were the most ruthless. I mean, really? My D- oh yeah, death threats in my DMs, kill yourself, pretty funny. Um, I had some nice back and forth with a couple of them, but I didn't expect that from the like movie podcast fans.
1: Yeah. What I don't understand is I put out a tweet where I tagged Kirk and I said, uh, well, I got a lot of jo- shit
2: for this because but I'm the only finish. one that knew you were joking.
1: Yes. And I'm like, uh, why you been playing winning golf tournaments? People have been making fun of Jeff Lowe, which I thought was clearly like a joke, you know, sarcastic, like the making fun in inverted commas, I thought gave it away. Mm-hmm. And people were like, oh, why are you, you dobbing on VD and, um and ba and i'm like well A kirk's gonna see the tweets anyway but am i crazy to think that what i don't get why people thought i would be upset about you guys making fun of low
2: i i kind of get it i knew you were joking right away just because it was like clearly to be a reference to the carabas not a reference but it's like oh yeah i'm gonna be i'm gonna pile on him even though i was on the other end so i to me it made sense but Nobody else got it. And then I was getting shit all week like, oh, you're, you're going to let Menners say that for because you just want to be clout again. And so I was like, look, he was clearly joking. At least I knew he was joking. But it is what it I, is.
1: I think Kirk should fucking kill low for that. Like, that is sensitive bullshit to tag you and be A.
2: If he wasn't f- so sensitive, I think he would. But, I mean, that guy is like, he's clearly going through it, so... At that point, maybe you make like a one comment, but I understand why he wouldn't. I mean, um,
1: I don't mean, he clearly
2: can't handle a "here we go again." So I don't know if he could handle like Kirk even saying like, "Oh, he was being sensitive." You know, that might
1: just. Make it loose. wasn't even like a mental health like reference or anything. Mm-hmm. Like when we when we sort of made light of, you know, well, it's the truth. Jared Carabas, you know, yeah. thinks. You know, crippling depression is not being able to go to the gym. I mean, that's just the way it is, um, and I stand by that. It's that's not crippling depression, you fuckhead. Um, anyway, um, let's not go over, go over that again. Um, all right. Well, I'm team VD and BA on this. I, you know, I'd hate being on BA side about anything, um, but I am. Even Mick those-
2: on Mick on BAP, he came out in support of the big dogs, um, which was which was great to hear. That meant a lot.
1: Yeah, I saw uh, yesterday a BAP dropped. Is it worth a listen? Oof.
2: I mean, he talks about the KMS stuff within, like, the first 15 minutes. There's some other stuff mixed in there. And so I got to that, and then he started talking about I don't even know what. And I I let the other 45 minutes kind of marinate for me maybe i'll get to him
1: later but yeah did he start talking about his fat girlfriend again or something and you just switched off (laughs) that is that is that is now that is a call that is is a callback that is that is a call that is a callback i obviously do not mean that Um, disavow all right now let's get into the listener questions uh the first one speaking of uh, beautiful women it's um lauren lynn from maine men Will missing the Portland show be harder or easier now that you've experienced a live show? That's a really good question, Lauren. Um, I think in some ways it'll be easier because I've sort of done it once. So it's not like that hurdle hasn't been crossed, but it is, it's is—it's really hard knowing I can't be there to escort you.
2: You could probably pay Jay, like, 15 bucks to carry around a GoPro and live stream it so you could at least, you know, be so on the have boots on the ground. Yeah. Probably seven seven
1: ninety-nine. Yeah. Eight I guess that's true. I really want to go though, um again to another live show as soon as possible. So fingers crossed that happens. Uh now a question for you, V D, do you have any desire to attend one? What's your excuse um, this time?
2: I mean, my excuse is I'm not going to fly to Portland, take days off work to go to, you know, one little show. But if the Minahan guarantee meant anything, he did in 2021 guarantee a California show that never happened. So he does owe the California listeners a show, of which there are several. Um, I get why he stays in the Northeast and, you know, went down South. But I think going West uh, should be the theme moving forward. At least one West Coast show
1: absolutely and it's just one flight from Sydney to LA I could potentially yeah. come and sleep on your couch um plus if have-
2: uh I heard the gambling chat you know Lou and the gambling chat Lou and his crew aren't going so if they're not going you know that that would be a lot of the people I'd want to see
1: I have no idea who the gambling chat is um so do you have a, are there any Minifans fans you really want to meet though like you know I'm sure you want to meet Red and Ziggy um who else
2: Um, I would like to meet the Portuguese guys in Rhode Island. I'd like to meet Montante. Yeah, there's a lot of good people. It would be cool to meet. Um, uh, But not like I'm not so desperate to meet them that I'm necessarily going to fly to Portland, Maine for a weekend from Los Angeles. But, you know, maybe down the road. I am thinking about maybe doing some East Coast travel week after July 4th. So maybe, you know, it might not be around a KMS show, but I'm going to try to make to the East Coast at some point this summer
1: and if you were on the east coast and kirk said come in for a thursday show would you do it
2: more of a friday show guy but i could probably make thursday work (laughs) thursday or
1: friday whatever yeah i mean they do thursday or fridays you cannot hold Mm -hmm. me to that yeah Um, yeah yeah it'd be cool okay good um and who's like your best who would you say is your best mate in the minifan world apart from me uh, I just don't want to make you feel uncomfortable.
2: Saver in Montante. You know, we talk because we talk a lot of gambling and um, have a lot of crossover interests.
1: Okay. All right, next question. Melissa Gorman. Top three minute fans who really want to shot at Friday, but will never get on. I don't know, because it seems like now if you really want to shot you'll get on. I mean that was that was man. my answer too. It's it's got to that stage where if you campaign hard enough and grease, you know, grease up Cullinane, you'll get a shot. I mean, I guess I I would be one of them because I can't. I'm just geographically difficult for me to go there. But honestly, I would consider if Kirk said, "Look, just if you fly over, I'll get you in on Thursday." I would consider like, okay, how can I make this work?
2: I would say Kevin from Bristol, but I still think that'll happen someday. Uh,
1: That's true, eventually. Kevin yeah kevin's a good one probably beyond average mick going in again like... oh i
2: have a, i have another one too jay i would love to see jay you would love, would love to see, see jay him. well yeah i would. I just to make kirk have to go through that would be incredible he he crumbles in big moments so he wouldn't be funny or anything he when he gets nervous he just gets like really aggressive and starts yelling and like getting mad because he the defense mechanism. He doesn't know what to do. So it would be a terrible show, but it would just be
1: funny to see him like in that little chair. His chromosomes are all messed up. So you have to break, but isn't there a a controversy Dale who won the golden ticket? Part of the golden ticket was to do a live show at Dale's house. Mm -hmm. Dale wants to transfer that to Jay to make, it was
2: a a live show at any location. The uh, the ticket, the ticket winner chose. So, Yeah, we've been trying to advocate for that since, like, what, 2020, I feel like. Uh, Mm. Kirk should have to go into Jay's bedroom and do a live show with Elvis.
1: I think that's even too far. I think that is even too far. It would be great content. All right, next question, talking about um, David from Hull. Is Visionless Dave ever been tempted to release any screenshots of what Cullinane thought of the show while Steve was producing? Um say there's been moments of temptation but not a uh,
2: you know it's like when you're suicidal they ask you oh is it just fantasies or have you made plans it's like for me the culinary and screenshots <laughs> it's just fantasies right now I have never made plans or made a real attempt but it's just good I, I cherish them more just having them to myself but I don't I don't want to you know unlike mentors I'm, I'm not here trying to get people fired Um, I wouldn't want to do that to Dave because he would never get another job
1: Mm. So, so you've got screenshots that were given to you of Karanine shitting on Steve or shitting on the show or both.
2: Um, shitting on the show, yeah. From the, I mean, he used to be in those private threads with you know all the all the evil people, and yeah. uh, let's just say his attitude towards those people who he really liked and were like, oh, they're just you know they're just trolls, they're just having fun it really changed when the guns got pointed at him and then he was put in a situation where he's on the show now. So he has to take Kirk's side and and everything. And you know how relentless some of those gentlemen can be. So it was just interesting to see
1: um, the switch. Absolutely. I mean, I've said that it's, it's crazy how, you know, Carl was happy to get in the mud and not just turn his back on people. Now he's put up like a wall, a brick wall, and, and I'm not criticizing who is getting in there, but, you know, the people he's getting in there are vanilla. Um, yeah, it's it's just crazy how sensitive he is. It seems like he's
2: only getting people in who haven't been around that long, you know, that, like, mm. weren't, aren't, like, it's none, none, none of the, like, original Twitter people, you know. It's all people who who I'm not even sure I've listened to the show. Like, you know, you can see holes where it's like, oh, they should know who that is or um,
1: you know, it, it is interesting though. It is all professional people that, who have a bit of money. Like if you need, you know, that's a coincidence.
2: To... That's purely
1: yeah. a coincidence. Purely Maybe. A coincidence. Yeah. Um, just, I, I was just thinking during that, um, you know, you've, uh, had a lot of run into with Jeff Nadeau and I saw him, a mm-hmm. uh, reply to Jeff D. Lowe saying VD is an all time scumbag. Um, mm-hmm. You know, he's back at Barstow now. Rico's, you know, been ostracized. I mean, it hasn't been that hasn't been good for you.
2: Um, well, look, I mean, you remember that show we did where Jeff, D, where um, Jeff, they did in. called in. And I mean, I think that I that's the only like clip I have saved on my YouTube. I think that's like the best seven minutes on air I've ever done where we just back and forth, just pushing them around the ring to each other. Um, I think it's hard for him to recover from that. The fact that that exists, it, it keeps me content. I used to hate him a lot more. Not that I like him now, but he's just had me blocked so long that I just forget about him, you know. But it is very tough of him to, you know. All I ever did is make fun of him and say it was he's dumb for leaving Barstool. It's not like I did anything scummy to him. Um, and he's and, back now. And he's back now. And I actually thought he was pretty decent at, in moments on the – um, barstool intern thing. Um, he was at least, you know, he'll make fun of himself. I think he tries a little too hard now. And but if he's happy to be the like freak show, sideshow, three eyed uh, monster at the circus, then good for him.
1: Yeah, I mean he's funny. Yeah. Um, all right, next question: Nipples. Will Visionless day break out his six sick moves from his short-lived, I think one episode podcast for Tonight Show? I don't know. Oh, that was that one show you did on where you did a dance to start. Will we say it again? Oh, Emma?
2: is that what he was talking about? I've had to, I've had so many shows. I thought he was talking about Mina Handom, which I had a great intro for as well. Maybe, um, But I think he's talking about shooting the sugar, which was very yes. short lived. I do think it was only one episode, um, but I'm on to bigger, better things now with the big dog show. I'm thinking of launching something else soon, so you know, it's just ideas. I, I got to wait for my ideas guy, BA, to to have another night, give me some some ideas.
1: All right, Montante, VD is leading the march to get freshly released Rat. I think he's talking about Fitzy into KMS mm-hmm. for a Friday show. How do you think Fitzy would stack up against Mick?
2: Um, would is the question? Would Fitzy be better on KMS than Mick? Well, how I mean, would Fitzy
1: stack up against Mick? I mean, that's Montante's English.
2: I don't know. I mean, if they were good, to get into fisticuffs, I got Fitzy. No, I on think,
1: the show, on the show, on the show.
2: Yeah. Um, Fitzy would be, I think he'd be interesting just because he's like a lunatic. And I think he might be a guy who, if you just let him talk long enough, he'll start to say stuff that's maybe not true or maybe a little absurd. And he doesn't seem like a guy who would back down from a take very easily. Um, but yeah, I I mean, I got to go with my guy, Mick, I think, I mean, I just have a soft spot for watching Mick. I I hope he gets back in there soon.
1: I've got a soft spot for Mick, but he's very frustrating. He's a frustrating kid. Um,
2: Very, very frustrating. Has has he consulted you about his upcoming podcast yet? I feel like you're such a good resource. It'd be crazy of him not to reach out and kind of ask for your advice, whether it's about how to launch it, you know, artwork ideas. I mean, I was giving him ideas. He was going to narrate it and do the intro, like narrate the whole intro himself. But I was like, you got to have a different voice to, you know, do the lead in. His voice is not very easy to not take seriously his voice. Um, I was suggesting that, but I feel like you're such a great resource. He he, he definitely reached out to you, right?
1: He did a little bit. He asked me for some advice. Um, I don't want to get into the details, but, you know, he's someone I've tried to help. I've tried to guide. Um, But he's a little bit stubborn. He's he's young. He's got that, you know, he's got that folly of youth thing going on. And I was no different in his age. But, you know, I did say last week that, you know, I feel that this Vegas podcast is sort of make or break for him. Like he's he's really built it up. Everything else he's doing is not going anywhere. You know, he fluffed his in-studio appearance. It's not like Kirk wants him back. Uh, BAP is, you know, one-way ticket to nowhere. Um, So it's really you know, the Vegas stuff. And I like the name. I think whatever mm-hmm. uh, the name, but well, what's it called again? Let me bring it up.
2: He got um, mad at me for saying it's either deserted truth or deserted truth.
1: Yeah. I don't know. Truth. He
2: got mad. He got mad at me for how I said it, but I like the artwork too. Um, and then he got offended that I said, I like the artwork. Cause he's like, I didn't even make it, you know, thinking I was trying to take a shot at him, but I did like the artwork. Um, I do, you know, Mick has never met a deadline that he can't fuck up. He's notorious. Mm for being late he set that date i mean february 27th trailer release that's 16 days away i just hope i just hope he's ready
1: yeah i hope maybe kirk helps him out i mean the the case could do with some you know if mick's got good material kirk could certainly help all right next like i
2: said like i said if if mick knocks this podcast out of the park or even shows uh, any remote um, competency, then he should replace Cullinane, or at least Cullinane can work under Mick on the case season three.
1: Mm. Yeah, and I guess the bonus is maybe, if the case goes well, Mick's girlfriend will bake them a cake. So, <sighs> Too there's far. always that carrot. Disavow.
2: Disavow. All right.
1: Trent South. Why does VD associate with Sneaks and the rest of his crew? So, this is Trent, obviously, due in studio the end of March, if he makes it
2: if he makes it, yeah, God willing. Um, I, I guess I would ask what associate means. If it means, like, um, definitely not buddy-buddy with him. You know, steaks is a guy who I do occasionally find funny. Um, but, I mean, you have to take him at face value. He's just, like, a miserable prick, you know? If you try to think of him as anything other than that, or you try to feel like you're going to go back and forth with him and change his perspective on anything, or you know, convince him that he's an awful person, then you're just wasting your time. So, you know, I think you just kind of got to, I don't know. I, I don't really know what associate means. I'm also, you know, a grown adult who can just associate with who I want. Even if, you know, there's somebody that's mean to you, I don't have to like, you know, pick a side just because you're falling into their troll trap. But, you know, Trent will learn that. He'll he'll start to understand, um, but he's just got to go through his growing pains.
1: Mm. I mean, I will say, you know, my trip to the US, one thing it really did make me see was that there are so many great Minifans. fans, like 99.98 mm. of Minifans fans are great people, you know, if you went there to a live show, VD, you'd, you'd be a changed person, you know, the darkness would just evaporate with all that love that you got from most of them, um, so you know why? For me, waste my time with the people that are just miserable, and you know, always going to hate the show, and th- that's kind of where I'm at. Um, next question. So there's someone on Twitter, Terry Rose, Mister Freeze eighty eight. Do you know this account?
2: Yeah, that's Link.
1: That's Link. Okay. That's Link. Uh, yeah. Uh, who is Link? Well, what's his story? Because he's been blocked on every platform for so long. He somehow got this one through. He's
2: just an absolute lunatic. I don't know okay. if it's even worth going in too much more than that. But he's a, he's one of – I've been on the internet a long time, and he's probably the craziest, most, like, unstable person I've ever encountered on the internet. Okay, interesting.
1: Uh, he asked me, did, did I watch any of the mini golf content? Would you consider it a failure or success? Sounds to me like it was a success. I mean mm-hmm. – the the, the broad, my big concern was the broadcast would be a disaster, but there were no reports of that. And Kirk won, so what more could a Minifan want?
2: Well, it, it can't be that much of a success if neither of us watched it. But I think from afar, I enjoyed the clips and stuff. You know, I'm sure a lot of people watched it. I'm sure it did well. They sold it before anyway, so you know, there's not that much yeah. pressure on them. It's kind of like done and paid for. If it doesn't work, you just never do it again, or you change it a little. But yeah, I think it was a cool moment. Anytime they get all the bar school people to, together to either compete or even for like the intern thing when there's just lots of crossover, that's when you get the most like reality TV drama, which can be entertaining.
1: Um, where are you with Kirk at the moment? Do you still message each other every now and then or is that sort of iced off a bit?
2: I mean I, I I don't talk to Kirk that often, but uh I've always had a good relationship and um healthy respect for Kirk even when I've thought the show was terrible. You know, I yeah. um I'll I'll always be have a not be afraid to critique him. Um but never anything malicious really and
1: nothing that I don't think he can't handle. It is a good way in with Kirk if you send them a message like, Oh, I went through some mental health stuff as well. Mm-hmm. I've done this and that. Feel sorry for he. Like, of course, he's gonna have to be nice to you. Like, if you take that route. Absolutely. That's the way to yeah. go. Yep. Yeah, thank you. Thank you for confirming. All right, Ted Sarandis. With VD being such a polarizing figure in the Minifan community, will you lose popularity having him on? Now, Ted Sarandis, you famously have you know gone through the footage and every Minifan photo from the Wilbur. To what you think is identify who Ted Sarandis is, I still think it's someone's burner, but you think you've found the real Ted Sarandis I correct? know I
2: found I know I found the real Ted Sarandis um, the cargo short king. Oh God, I love those photos. I mean all publicly available photos I didn't do anything various um, no. I just used um, intelligence, research, satellite technology. Work, satellite technology, the help of some great sources out there who, you know, people on the ground. There'd be some people you, you're surprised that, you know, send me info on things that, you know, front-facing are just all nice, good guys, but behind the scenes they, they no, want to stir a little chaos. So you, could, you'd be really BD, surprised.
1: VD, you would not be surprised. I have got the wildest shit sent to me from the fans all the time. You, you, you're you not surprised. You're right. Shit will just come to you. Um, mm-hmm.
2: They send me stuff they don't want to say that they know yes. I will uh, have yes, fun
1: with. I, yeah. yeah, I get that all the time. People trying to get me in trouble. Well, um, and to answer Ted's question, will I lose popularity having VD on? I, I don't care. It's my show. Um, and uh, yeah, so maybe some people, you know, there'll be the usual Tony and a few, you know, Red's crew will be. Um, Tony you know, loves me and Tony have a great relationship.
2: Tony Love Cass?
1: The, yeah. No, Tony from Maine.
2: He's oh, friends. God. Yeah. I he hates about you. Him. Yeah. Me and Tony, I was going to say, me and Tony Cass are thick as thieves.
1: Oh, he's a fucking loser. Uh, all right, Ted. <laughs> uh, does VD con- still consider himself a Minna fan?
2: Um, Do you? Sure. Why
1: not? Has VD dried off yet from the tongue bath he got from Ned Snark on Montante's Worlds? Um.
2: Yes, I have dried off. It is It is always, uh, you know, Ned is a really nice guy. And I don't think he has any, I mean, he's just a an interesting guy. He's always liked me for whatever reason. I've always liked Ned and we had never, he had been on the rundown once, but it was before I had ever showed my face. So we had never had a um, face-to-face conversation. So that was just, you know, three years of dreams
1: coming true for him i sorry, I just was on Twitter and Lauren Lynn's posted a new, um, I, don't, I have no idea what you just said because Lauren's just posted a new photo of herself in like the tightest jeans I've ever seen. I really have to get to Portland. Um, so yeah, um, next question. Oh, there, well, this is audio only. He's just showing me the photo <laughs> that of was Ted. just so, for you. That was just for you. Yeah. I've seen that before. Um, <laughs> I don't know if that's, um, I don't know if that's Ted. Um, and last one from Ted Sarandis. if you were Kirk what super bowl bet would you make with the 15k
2: Well he made his bet um already but if I was him I actually I would have consulted Montante uh made a super bowl either a first touchdown score or an any town touchdown score bet looking for something like plus 400 or more Montante's I hate to admit this, but he's very good with that. Um, So I would have done it. I mean, let's check where his golf bet is live. Um, I would have done football something, obviously, because I don't know anything about golf. Um, But let's see. His guy is currently in. Um, He was in second. He slipped down. He's tied for six. He's at minus nine. The leader's at minus 13. So like 20 minutes ago, he was tied for second, down three strokes. It looks like he shit the bed and is probably out of it. But I also don't know that
1: much about golf, so it looks like that bet's gonna lose. Okay, uh, now everybody go and buy tickets for the John Stewart raffle. Nipples has asked, how many tickets do you really realistically think will be sold for John Stewart raffle? Over under two thousand. I think they'll get over two thousand for sure. I'd say so we can,
2: probably a thousand. I'd, I'd say cl- I'd lean closer to a thousand, but that's still a lot of tick. If only 70 yeah. people can go, like, yeah, I'd say probably 750 to a thousand.
1: Because I just think some minifans will just buy like 20.
2: Um, yeah, but then I think other minifans that know people are going to do that, you're less likely to buy one. You know, I think it's just going to be a lot of the crazy people buying like five you know, or buying three or, or, or 20 or something. Who knows?
1: Yeah. Um, and Nipples is written, I'd ask Montante to set the odds, but after Minifan Lauren killed him last week, he probably won't. Um, how did she kill him? Did I miss something?
2: I didn't understand that reference
1: either. Okay. Well, thank you, Nipples. All right, that is all the listener questions. Now let's just wrap up this edition of Minifandom with a tribute to Red's parents, one of your great friends in the Minifan world. Um are you over that beef now? Have you sort of moved on? No, I definitely still don't like him. But, I mean, we
2: he, we haven't interacted in so long. The fire doesn't burn quite as mm. as bright. You know, I don't see any of his tweets or anything. So it's, you know. He's, hey.
1: such, a, he's such a great guy. I'm not sure why you wouldn't like him. Uh, but, anyway, tribute to his, you know, what, you are know his parents, what are his parents streaming? Lied about the
2: airport. The airport. I mean, that was one of the all-time worst lies. <laughs> that's
1: not, a hill, have, have, that's, that's not a hill to die on. I have to pick d-
2: up my step... My Not my stepdad. My father-in-law from the airport. His flight landed early. And then he wouldn't provide the tail number. I mean, there was a lot of holes. You don't believe that. You don't believe that story. No, he lied to your I, face. Why lie? But, he could just say, my, you know what? I can't do it tonight.
1: My Sora point is we organized this live show before the main show. I thought I'm coming from Australia and then he pulls out a couple of days before because, and I, I'm, I totally get, he had stuff. So this is not a, you know, not, not attacking red. Just, saying, you know? just
2: admit it. You, you don't but, think you think he pulled no, no. out unjustly.
1: Uh, I, I'm just saying if, I would never do that to someone. That's all I'm saying. You know, Fair my, enough. My, my, my family would have to be fucking like dead for me not to do it i don't care um you know i would be because you know just put all the pressure on me to do a show whereas you know i was hoping to do it you know red and i could have done our show there and it would have been a lot better Um, he's
2: a guy that leaves dinner before the bill comes that's a big red move that's the same type of person that cancels like that same same type of guy
1: I don't know about that, but just that one thing is a little galling, but I'm over it. I, I forgive him. You know, I, I do forgive him, uh, but I would just never do that to anyone. Um, all right. Uh, well, have you been watching anything? What, what have you been up to? What have you been yeah, watching? Yeah,
2: you need to admit that you stole the Reckies segment from me. I, I think it was Men Handum where I introduced the Reckies so, at so the so end you, of the
1: show. So, so do you think you came up with the idea no to to, no to to talk about what you've been watching i mean i listen to like every podcast i listen to they usually start off with something like what have they been watching i mean it's yeah you know i can but, i can start pulling out my phone and go through them
2: but you never did that on menner's live um and right. then you coincidentally just started doing it right after i started doing it so at least admit that i was the inspiration
1: uh, i wouldn't say you were my inspiration uh, that's i mean the Min minifan, fandom has been always a different beast to men is live um so i, I don't, oh. didn't we do it together in one show yeah and then you and
2: then it was my thing oh that might have been it i i probably brought it to gathering of the goats that is what it is i brought it to gathering of the goats and then you kind of carried it on but i i just don't think
1: you can claim that it's like Wreckies, yeah, this yeah. is, come on come on well Rick, i didn't call it Recky's. it's red's parents. Segment. I do, I know. but I like the name Reckies because you know, Australians shorten every word. Like, yeah, British people. yeah same thing. Yeah. yeah.
2: Do you guys say have a kip?
1: Yep. Have a nap. Yep. Yeah, I'm, I'm due
2: for a kip. I'm due for a kip. We can tell. Uh, but what I've been watching is I actually just started re watching the Born series. So I watched Born yep. Identity a few nights ago. I mean, I obviously saw it a ton when I was a kid, but I haven't watched it in maybe 10 years. And at least the first one really held up. I mean, those movies were really good.
1: I actually rewatched all of them last year, and yeah, there's some good ones. And then there's one with like Jeremy Renner, so it's not even Matt Damon.
2: I only plan on doing the first three. I think after that, I think everything kind of changed. I forgot there was even ones past
1: three, but yeah, I only plan on doing the first three. I've been rewatching the Harry, po- Harry Potter movies. In fact, what, is sorry, that because you hate trans people? No, <laughs> I've never. I've actually never seen five, six, and seven of the Harry Potter movies. So I went back and watched the first four. Now I'm up to five. So it's not a rewatch if you haven't seen them. Um, And they're quite good. I mean, they're just – I'm not one of those – I love the books, the Harry Potter books. Um, mm-hmm. and, and that's it. I've been watching a lot of cricket. Um, Stray's touring India, so I've been watching a lot of that. I am um – I've been watching the Star Wars, The Bad Batch. That's a, that that cartoon is fantastic. If, if you're into Star Wars but not in animation, this might change your mind. So check that out.
2: I've never um, seen a, a single star a single second of a
1: single Star Wars movie. Well, you fucking idiot. Um and the the other thing is I'm sort of getting into the Harrison Ford loving. I don't know if you've seen, but he's doing two TV shows. He's doing shrinking comedy and he's doing another one. Um 1923, which is a Yellowstone, Yellowstone prequel. And I'm a huge Ford guy, so I'm going to be watching them. Yellowstone's this week. for dumb people. Um, well, did you see Erica on Twitter, a Minifan, said she gets upset when Kirk says that because she's a Yellowstone fan and it hurts her feelings? I mean, she's a dumb person. That's just Probably, how
2: yeah. it goes, unfortunately. Yeah. Sometimes life's hard. But um, uh, Harrison Ford, Patriot Games, right? Yep great movie. That's the, the movie fugitive. I had on like VHS. I remember distinctly having that on VHS.
1: The, the Fugitive is really good with Harrison Ford. That I watched that last good. year. That holds up if you know that is a classic. Mm-hmm. Um all right, well that's a tribute to Red's parents. Um V.D. thanks for joining me on minifandom Um love to have you on again down the track sometime. Maybe next time we'll do it with Montante he'll lift the energy a bit because he'll be, you know, so drunk. I mean, that's the thing people don't realize. Like, you know, kudos to Montante. He's hammered when he comes on in a fandom, without doubt. We recorded mm-hmm. 9 or 10. He's been drinking for six hours. You know, I would be incoherent by then. But he's well, still Adderall,
2: I mean, Adderall, it's like a PED, mm. you
1: know, like that, gives
2: you that
1: boost. That's, that's what he needs to do for one KMS um, experience or appearance, sorry. You know, rent a motel in Watertown get up at 4 a.m., pop an Adderall, get on the juice, stroll in like you do in Montante's World, do it with Kirk Hammond. Don't tell Kirk, of course, and then just go back to his motel and pass out and then drive home the next day.
2: Absolutely. I mean, he doesn't need a motel. He can sleep on Daver's couch, which I think is what he normally does. And then He normally
1: um, sleeps in Daver's mum's bed. I don't know if she's... Yes,
2: yes. But they, you know, I'd rather hear... Quite the host. that's too far, Disavow. I'd rather hear him on
1: Kirk drunk than hungover. It's awesome. Same. That's what I'm saying. I agree. Yeah. You know, the last appearance, his best bet would have been to just get up and pound a few shots. Mm-hmm. Um, Agreed. I actually gave him that advice as well. All right. Well, uh, VD, any closing words for the Minifandom audience? Uh, where can they find the Big Dog Show?
2: Uh, you can find the Big
1: Dog Show
2: on YouTube and Twitch, on the Big Dog Network usually every tuesday um usually me ba uh, wagon's usually on there too but i'm kind of out on wagon wagon's been corrupted a little bit recently he's kind of lost his dopey innocence um Mm. but i do plan on having uh hashing it out with him on tuesday so i mean you won't want to miss that
1: yes well what a pro tease (laughs) uh everybody thank you for listening uh we'll be back next week Bye VD, thanks for coming on It was great to chat to you again About the Minifam Worlds Cheers mate
0: oh, it's okay. I, know, yeah, I know where this is yeah. going <laughs> Done in by a vegetable Aussie oh. Looking for things that were said by Big Steve Steve made some comments about his own family. He erased it cousin, and made Ben angry. He got fucked by a man down under. <laughs> <laughs> With missing audio, he helped discover. Too happy to reveal Steve's blunder. He enjoyed blowing Steve's cover. is prolific. Jesus. Oh, yeah. Quick. Kirk handed Steve a suspension. Got a lot of grief for it in his mentions. <laughs> Steve could have gotten off easy. Just done like Blind Mike and said he needs- Who thinks Steve's a motherfucker <laughs> Call him out as a show scrubber <laughs> He wants Steve replaced by another I heard some news today An Australian man Nobody can fuck with (laughs) S-E
1: Yeah, he fucked up a man down under (laughs)